When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome back. Vikings Vent Line here from Minneapolis to start. This is Declan Goff here, not Mackie and Judd like the graphic says. Obviously, it's off-season Vent Line talk. We are 11 days, 11 days from the NFL draft. Draft season never sleeps. We've been doing mock drafts. We've been doing scenarios, trade-ups, trade-backs. We'll have plenty of that coming up this week on Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd. We'll even have some guests come on. We'll do some live mock drafts. We've got a lot of fun things in store uh, as we're already just 11 days from it, which is absolutely crazy. The Super Bowl just seems like it was yesterday. seems like the Vikings were getting trounced on Christmas in New Orleans just the day before that. But here we are. It's NFL draft time, um, and I'm excited here to have some three guests on our screen. We'll have Cole, Harry, and Jason uh, on the show here to break down some little draft conversation. Uh, if this is the first time you're discovering us, thank you. Hit that subscribe button here on Purple Daily. And also, if you listen on Apple, Spotify, or on scorenorth.com, check out our written work there. Judd Zolgad has a bunch of uh, uh, pieces right now up on scorenorth.com on the Vikings and the Twins and Wild. If also you want other Minnesota sports conversations, uh, check out our second YouTube channel. That's Score North MN, where you can find combos on the Wild and the Twins. Uh, the Wolves, we do other secondary Vikings discussions on there as well. So please go check it out. Hit that subscribe button, uh, and, and you'll get daily Minnesota sports takes uh, in your feed, whether that's on Apple, Spotify, Score North, or here on YouTube. But let's not waste any more time. This is my show. This is not Mackie and Judd's show, as I like to always say on Sundays. So let's bring on Cole, Harry, and Jason here uh, to start off on Vikings Ventline. Dudes, thank you for joining me. We got Harry from New York. Uh, or no, 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 Harry is in South Dakota. Cole is in New York. Jason, no. are, are are you in Minnesota? No, did I screw it all up? Did I screw yep. it all up? Cole from Rockford, Illinois. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right on. You're right on. Right. Oh Cole, no, no. Cole from Illinois. Yep, that's what it is. I've had it. I had dudes on the last two weeks from New York. Like it's in, the Vikings fans are all over the place. Like South Dakota is one thing. Illinois, <laughs> if being in Bears country, is another thing. Cole, like my God, it's um, not fun. <laughs> but at the same time, this Vikings nation is all over the place. Jason, are you in Minnesota? Yep, right here in Farmington. Awesome, man. Okay, so so we have it. We're a little represented here across the Midwest. Love to hear it, uh, guys. Let let let's start off with this first question here. I'll start with Cole, and it's uh, I I kind of want a letter grade for what you have seen Rick Spielman do over his tenure as as the GM of the draft. So I think it's he's been the full time GM since 2012. He's been with the organization for you know years before that. Overall, when you look at the big picture, Cole, what what letter grade would you give Rick Spielman uh, as the runner of the Vikings drafts over the years? I, I personally am going to give him a B. I think overall that he's done a really good job of drafting. If you look at around the whole NFL, 
uh, all the GMs when they draft. But I, I think that his overall philosophy of trade back, get more picks, and have more picks so that more picks hit is good overall. Now, like you guys have said recently, the first the first round picks haven't hit the last few years as well. So you got to lower him down a little bit because of that. But I think overall, he's still one of the better drafting general managers in the NFL. So uh, I think a B is pretty fair for, for him. Yeah, I think uh, on Purple Daily on Friday, I gave it a B plus. I believe is what I gave yeah. if I if I remember correctly. Uh, that, was, that was many seltzers ago. Um, I, I I'm pretty sure that it was a B plus. Yeah, he's he's done a mostly a really good job at finding guys later in the draft. He has found Stephon Diggs and Daniil Hunters and guys later. Yeah, the first round misses. There's obviously some pretty glaring ones there that that's pretty obvious. At the same time, Justin Jefferson was a stud exactly. last year. Um, they they've tried. They've definitely tried to put things in the offensive line. It hasn't always hit. But they've they've tried to put resources there. We'll see what happens. Obviously, this year maybe that grade changes. Uh, Harry, what do you think though, man? What what letter grade? Yeah, I'm. Watch I mean, I'm series? right. Yeah, I'm right there with Cole. I gave him a B. Uh, you guys touched on it the other day. He has five Pro Bowlers out of the last six years. Good success. He's found the mid range mid round success in the guys with Kendricks, Diggs, Hunter, Dantzler, even Dantzler last year. Um, I didn't have him higher because of his inability to find consistent O line play, despite pouring resources in there it's not like he hasn't tried to pick them and whether that's on the developmental coaching staff or more on Rick he certainly takes some of the blame there and then I knocked him down even a little bit further too for inability to get a quarterback to take us over the top some people agree disagree with me I should say on Teddy and you know what happened with the knee but that we'll never know and we all know how much a rookie scale deal helps can help a team and he's never been able to find that guy in the draft the last eight years that could take us over the hump to Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think you can fault him for the Teddy pick. Um, yeah, no, like no. You know, the, the 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 Ponder pick. Yeah, that was 2011. He was pretty much in the room for that conversation. But and that's a whiff. That's obviously a humongous whiff. But Teddy's knee exploded on a non-contact. Yeah, like that's yeah. not Rick Spielman's fault. That's not no. Denver's fault. It's just yeah. unfortunate Minnesota sports luck right there that we have been experiencing our entire <laughs> lives like that. You can't you can't put that just on the general manager for what that that that's the sports gods just coming down with the with a hammer and uh, and saying screw you Minnesota sports fans. But yeah, I think in general he's he's done a pretty good job. I don't think it's been a below average draft. I think in general it's been about a B. Jason, what do you think? What what letter grade uh, would you hand out to Rick Spielman as as a drafter? I'm with these guys. I think uh, he's a slightly average. I'd give him a B B minus overall. Um, obviously, the most glaring things like Harry just mentioned is his a. Uh, inability to find a franchise quarterback and obviously every year it seems like we're talking about the offensive line to some degree so you know that's something that he probably hasn't put as much attention toward as he probably should have in past years but uh, overall he finds somehow some way he manages to find good talent more often than not so I think that's definitely a positive for him Um, though one of the other things I would criticize him about those it seems like he sometimes puts uh, quantity over quality when it comes to the draft. I like to see him move up more and get quality players than he does. I don't think we need, I mean, what, what did we have last year? 15 draft picks. I don't think anyone uh, past the fifth round made the team. They were either cut or thrown on the practice squad. So, you know, I think this year, especially he should consider moving up. So. Yeah, th- that's a good point. He's always traded back. He's always picked up more picks. That's always been fine. There's nothing wrong in doing that. Um, yeah, he traded into the first round to get Teddy at the end of 2014. 
Um, obviously, they had two picks last year with, with Dantzler, but he hasn't ever yeah, moved up to get the guy. The problem is, is with no second-round pick this year, I think it's going to be more difficult or it's less likely that he moves up in this year's draft specifically. But, I mean, like, let's say Panay Sewell, for whatever reason, falls to, like, eight or nine. I think he probably goes top five, but if he, lets, he for whatever reason, he goes to eight or nine, you have to figure out a, maybe a situation where, holy crap, he's probably not going to go all the way back to us at 14. We have to figure out a way to move up, and I would appreciate the aggressiveness. Um, I, I think it'd be good to see. People want so much resource in the offensive line. I know the tackle is not a sexy thing to grab, especially in the top 10 of the draft or even in the first-round pick, but if you want to fix this offensive line with so many Vikings fans, and the team, by the way, knows that it's a pretty glaring issue, have the cojones to do it. See what, see what you can do. See, see if you have to mortgage some future picks or other players to get up there. We'll see what happens here. Yeah, over the next 11 days, we're going to be doing some mock drafts. We'll see um, kind of what all those boards shake out. Uh, let's go to our next question here. Cole, I'll, I'll, go, I'll start with you again here as well. What should the Vikings be prioritizing at the draft? And I know this is a little bit of a controversial statement from the sat fact of you shouldn't be drafting players of need, right? Like when they, right. when they drafted Garrett Bradbury, that was a reach of a pick. Yes, they needed a center. That was obvious, but it was a reach of a pick. And, and I think Bradbury is mostly as of look right now, and his can change. It's probably trending more in the bust category than it was a hit category. Um, but what should the Vikings be prioritizing in your mind here at the NFL draft? So I think they've kind of backed themselves into a spot where they have to draft for position. But I think that the main thing is, is they, like you said, they don't want to, they, they don't want to um, draft j- just position. And if the player is not worth where they're at, uh, take that player. So I think they, they need to address defensive end and offensive tackle. I think offensive tackle is more important based on uh, what they did last year and what they showed their biggest holes were last year. And then losing Riley Reef, obviously, uh, need, they need to address that. Um, so I would like them to take an offensive tackle, but I think that if uh, Slater and Sewell are both off the board, I, I wouldn't mind either of them taking Quiddy Pay because I think Quiddy Pay is probably better value than Christian Darisaw would be at 14 or trading back if they think they're going to be able to get one and they have a trade partner that is behind them a couple spots that would trade up uh, and give them maybe a second round pick so that they could get address the offensive tackle and defensive end in the first two rounds. But I think offensive tackle is the position that I would obviously like the best, but yeah, that's kind of where I am, I am on it. <laughs> right, yeah, it's it's interesting with this whole Mac Jones situation because, like, some people have Mac Jones going to San Francisco. I don't buy right. it. I think it's Trey I don't Lance. Either. I yeah. think it's I think it's Trey Lance. And and if and if he's not going in the top three, Mac Jones, it is. I think then then most likely Mac Jones is probably more of a mid to late first round pick. I don't think Definitely. there's a situation where he goes four or five uh, after the run of quarterbacks. I'm curious what happens there. Uh, but if yeah, if if it depends on the board shakes out, if if tackles are available and a team sees Mac Jones at fourteen that they want to grab, and like maybe New England really wants Mac Jones and they want to jump up a few spots, or someone in like Washington who's looking to also find their future quarterback, I could see a situation like that where the Vikings move back. But then you have to pray and hope that yeah, if if it's like a run of Darisaw and and other other offensive tackles that you could probably take maybe in a few picks back, you have to you have to make that risk. But I, I think it is very likely that they recuperate that second-round pick. But D.E., O-line, I yeah. agree. I think those are probably the two um, number one and two targets they're looking at to get this year. Harry, what do you think, man? Are, are you looking at offensive line or defensive end? Is there a quarterback? Is there a tight end? I'm a big Kyle Pitts guy. I know he won't be there, but I, I just love, to, I love the idea of it. You know what I'm saying? So what do you, what do you think? Uh, what should the Vikings be prioritizing at the draft? Well, I love the idea of a Kyle Pitts or a playmaker too, but I think because of everything you've done in free agency, you know, you brought in all these guys on defense, Peterson Woods, Tomlinson, you're in win now mode. 
Zim and Rick, they're not idiots. They know their seats are heating up. They're warming up. They're feeling the pressure. They've got to perform this year. They've built this team, except they have not built the offensive line. So in my opinion, if one of those, even the top four, so Cole said top two, I think even if Dershaw or Vera Tucker on top of Sewell or Slater somehow fall to you, you got to pull the trigger there. If your plan is to go out there and start Dakota Dozier and Rashad Hill on the left side of the offensive line, Zim and Rick may be looking for jobs next winter. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I, you know, just because this wide receiver class is very deep and, and it's a, it's a good one. I mean, it, it, the wide receivers are going to, there's going to be another run of great wide receivers, I think, in this draft. Um, I'm curious how that goes. Uh, it could be something fun. I think maybe even in the middle of tiers of this of this draft, you could maybe see a quarterback. I know Doogie has said in our podcast before that there could be a, a day two, day three quarterback the Vikings are looking at. There's options there in Kellen Mond and the company. So it is interesting, I think, also what happens on day two or three because if, if, if they take tack, let's say they go tackle defensive end with their first two picks. I don't know where it would be after 14, but then what do you do in rounds three and four? And you have a bunch of picks in the third and fourth round. I'm curious to see how it goes. Jason, what do you think, man? What what should the Vikings be prioritizing uh, at the NFL draft? Well, it's not a popular opinion, but I, I'm under the opinion they should go after a quarterback. I mean, this is a very great-looking quarterback class. And, you know, I mean, but it has to be the right one, obviously. Um, if a guy like Fields or Lance falls down to the – uh, the teens maybe then I would consider moving up to grab one of those guys because I think there's a lot of upside with those guys and considering I mean we've all been talking about Cousins' contract and you know the implications of that and what's going to happen in the future with this team I think if you can get a young quarterback with a lot of upside and a rookie deal for the next four to five years I think that'd be hard to pass on but if a guy like Mac Jones is there I'm me personally, I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones, but if he's there, I would consider trading down then at that point, um, try to recoup a second pick and then either go, uh, you know, obviously offensive line or an edge rusher. That's what I would personally. Yeah, I, I think Mac Jones would be there. It doesn't sound like someone like Trey Lance will. You know, it sounds like he'd probably go in the top 10. But I love your thinking, dude. I mean, at this point, why not try to find the next quarterback? And, and if that's also on a, a day two or day three area um you have to try to make that happen as well sean manning ain't, ain't it dude sean manning is not gonna be the backup the, the only good silver lining is if, if sean manning starts games as well the season's in the toilet may as well uh have a top five pick next year because like that's what would happen if sean manning would have to start uh you know a, a dozen games or so I, I think it's more likely you find your successor now and take a stab and just understand like hey there's a guy like Kellen Mond here. He isn't going to start right away. Let him sit behind Kirk. Let him get used to the NFL. And if he wants to compete for that job this time next year, we can start maybe having that discussion. But I don't think there's any harm in looking at your next succession plan at quarterback. Yeah, Green Bay did it in a hilarious fashion. We can all make fun of Green Bay how they did it last year at Jordan Love. Oh, yeah. At, at the same time, you know, they do have – they could throw eggs back in our face here in a couple years if it ends up that Jordan Love's being the next successor. I don't I, – I personally don't think that's going to happen. Um, but they let Aaron Rodgers sit behind Favre for three years. It sounds like Love will obviously be sitting behind Rodgers again next year. Uh, so it, it's it's interesting how the quarterback succession plan works, and you always have to be thinking about it. Uh, let's go to this third question here. I saw this from ESPN. I believe Courtney Cronin, our friend, uh, put this at uh, eight and a half wins for the Vikings and over under for next season. Now, we don't know what the schedule looks like. That obviously plays a big part in, in trying to pick it apart. We know the opponents. We just don't know uh, how the schedule lays out yet. 
but over under eight and a half wins. Cole, what do you think as of right now, pre-draft? And I know this can change after the draft, but right now, how do you feel about eight and a half wins over or under for the Vikings in 2021? Yeah, so pre-draft, I mean, I'm going to assume just even pre-draft that they're going to do something along the offensive line because I think that that factors into it massively too. But I, I really think the Vikings are going to be somewhere between 9 and 11 wins this year. I don't think they have a floor much lower than around 800, and I don't think they have uh, a ceiling much above 11 and 6. So um, I'm going to say over because of that. But I just think there's too much talent on offense, and with all the guys they brought in on defense, I don't think there's uh, much of a way that they're going to be worse than they were last year. And, I mean, I think it just lines up with what they've done in odd years in the past, too. I mean, I know that's kind of just saying in odd years they're always good. But I think that they've gotten a lot better than they have worse this offseason, even with losing Riley Reef. And like I said, I think they're going to address the offensive tackle position. So, yeah, I'm going to say over. Yeah, I, I those are all pretty good reasons. You know, I, I don't think um, – I think 11 wins is probably a ceiling as of right now. Right. And that that changes at the draft, right? Like, let's sure. say you got you – got, let's just say you got Panay Sewell. Well, then, yeah, maybe we can yeah. talk about 12 wins. Let's let's have that convo. For um, sure. But I think right now, 8.5 is probably the safe bet. Uh, Harry, what do you think? At 8.5 wins right now, where do, you, where do you see the Vikings at in 2021? I've got them over, but I've got them just barely over right there at 9, maybe 10. I mean, like you said, you got to look at how it's constructed right now. We've got one proven offensive lineman in a year where we're going to face Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa and the Niners, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. T.J. Watt and the Steelers, Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. I mean, it's just, it's a brutal schedule. The AFC North, NFC West, the two divisions we've got were the two top winning percentage divisions in football last year. I've still got us at the nine wins because despite not addressing the offensive line and offense in general in free agency, I do love what they did on defense. I think Peterson can have a revival of a year with Zimmer. I think Woods, Alexander, and Tomlinson were all good signings, and obviously the return of Hunter Pierce and Barr help a ton. It's probably a top 10 defense. I think maybe it's even a top five, mm. and it's in, we're in a division that I would argue actually got worse this offseason. It definitely yeah. didn't get better, so I would say nine wins for sure right now. Dude, yeah, really good point. I, I think the Vikings have a obviously a lot better defense last uh, next year. <laughs> I don't think it enters the top 10 yet. It could. Ooh, Obviously, okay. Zimmer, Zimmer can okay. scheme it up a little bit. I trust yeah. him. I definitely have, yeah. have faith that he could do it. You bring up good points. The division got worse. Like, the division has not gotten better yeah. yet. Like, mm-hmm. the, the Lions are yeah. downgraded at quarterback. Yeah. The Bears have the Red Rocket, unless they got some other plan up their sleeve at the draft, <laughs> which I'm guessing I'm guessing they probably are looking at maybe taking a quarterback. Um, the Packers are still the Packers. They're still good, but they haven't done anything that has said, wow, now they're still to have the stranglehold. Mm-hmm. They probably mm-hmm. are the favorites as it stands right now today to win the division. Yeah. But it's not by a, a large amount, at least that's how I would look at it. Jason, what do you think? Uh, over, under, at eight and a half wins for the Vikings in 2021. Well, uh, I'm with these guys. I think uh, I'm over, but not by – I'm thinking maybe 10, 11 wins as it currently stands. Um, I think the, what the Vikings did this offseason so far is more Band-Aids than it is long-term solutions. Um I don't know the lines though. They got Dan Campbell. I think that he might mm-hmm. be the solution to all their problems. But the, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. It's I mean, considering Zimmer's postseason success, I I I do think we'll get back into the playoffs this year. But I I don't know if I can see us going deep into the playoffs. I just think we need more, and I don't know if we have enough either cap space or uh, enough draft capital to make it happen this year. I mean, I obviously wrong, 
but as it currently stands, I right now I just see 10, 11 wins at the most. Yeah, I, I think you bring up a good point with the Band-Aids. It is Band-Aid fixes on the defense, and those Band-Aids can still help. There are some boo-boos, you know, for pun intended. There are some obvious boo-boos on the Vikings' That's defense fun. this last year. And I think going into 2022, this time next year going into that draft, because, again, draft season never sleeps, um, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a defensive-heavy draft because Kendricks is older, Harrison Smith is older. The guys that have been here for a long time outside Daniil Hunter, and you're still kind of trying to figure out what's up with that contract and how to keep him happy, um, a lot of these guys are approaching their 30s. And in the NFL, 30 comes at you quick, and you're going to have to address those situations um, going forward. Let's do an impromptu question here as we're flying along on Vikings' vent line. Uh, I'll start with Cole here. What would be the worst case scenario in the first round of the draft for the Vikings? Like, what, what, what? One thing that if there's a player that you that you like have want nothing to do with or a situation, what is your worst fear on night one of the NFL draft? I think at this point, with all the money that they've invested in the defensive uh, in- interior defensive line, uh, if they draft, if they tripled down basically and drafted another interior defensive lineman uh, with a first round pick, that would be just a nightmare situation for me because. That's just so much resources going to one position group. And, yeah, I know they want to beef up the defensive line, and it was embarrassing what happened last year, uh, with obviously on Christmas, but not not even that. They were pretty bad against the run, I feel like, all the end of last season. So, But still, I think it's an overcorrection if they do that. I think bringing in another guy even late on here in free agency would be fine uh, to get like a pass-rushing presence on the interior. But if they spend another first-round pick on a defensive tackle, I think that's just way too much. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I can see that. And I saw when Sheldon Richardson got released by the Browns, like, oh, they, we, we, that, that could be something with the Vikings. Like, yeah. well, if they didn't sign two other ones, yeah, I would have kicked the tires on it. I don't want anything to do with another defensive yeah. lineman. I don't want right. anything to do with that. I mean, um, if you can bring in Sheldon for really cheap, then that would be great. Sure. But I, I just don't think that that's going to be able to fly. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, Harry, what do you think, man? What's, what's your nightmare situation on night one of the NFL draft? Yeah, I'm right there with Cole. I mean, we saw, I think you guys did a mock a couple days ago. I think it was a power football focus one of they took Darisaw in the first round, and that's what you're saying. That's triple down. That's an overcorrection. Otherwise, I think, too, like if you pick a linebacker, who's that linebacker at the top? I think it's Parsons. Yeah, Micah Micah Parsons. Parsons. You know, you just – maybe it's good for your future, but you're built to win now, and I, you know, I, I see that as a disaster. Yeah, my, Micah Parsons is the one, too, that I'm like, I swear to God, if it's Micah, like a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. God, right, wide. right, Just, yes. Yeah. If Alan Eric Kendricks has a second-round pick, I mean, he went off to Philadelphia, and he was fine, but, like, Eric Wilson was, I believe, like a fifth-round pick. Like, yeah. you don't have yeah. to waste significant draft capital at the linebackers. On position. linebackers, I, no, no way. You, no you way. don't. I'm not a big Anthony Barr yeah. guy. That being said, he's a freak-of-nature athlete, and, like, whatever, let's let him go one more time this year and see what happens, but... Yeah, linebacker to me would be disastrous. Uh, what do you think, Jason? What would be your most disastrous situation on night one of the draft? Uh, for me, man, if they take another cornerback in the first <laughs> round, I am going to lose my you-know-what. <laughs> I am sick and tired of us drafting cornerbacks in the early rounds year after year. I know that's Zimmer's bread and butter, but I can't do it Do it again. I know with <laughs> anything we don't know what's going to happen with that but I mean I don't I still don't think we need a cornerback in the first round or even the second um I like some of the cornerbacks that are in the later rounds like uh, uh St. Just out of here right here in Minnesota I uh, he's got length he's got a huge wingspan he's tall I think that's if Zimmer wants another cornerback I think that's who they should target because that's the type of guy that Zimmer loves tall lanky you know let's get him but as far as getting the 
Patrick Sertain or a Caleb Farley in the first round. I'm no thanks. I'm out on that. I do not want another cornerback in the first round. We have much bigger needs than cornerback this year, if you ask me. Yeah, that that's where uh, I love draft season too. It's just like he's got great length. He's got he's got big <laughs> length. He's got like hips. His hips are oily. You know, like yeah. he's got good footwork. I and and like there's obviously some science and reasoning to like what what that actually means. To me, I just find it hilarious. And there's so many people who capitalize on draft sims and draft profiles and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with I'm with linebacker too. I think linebacker would be disastrous. I can see it being corner. I wouldn't be thrilled. I definitely wouldn't be thrilled, but I could maybe understand the logic behind it to a degree, especially with this Gladney situation playing out. But, yeah, yeah I, I think they're going to make the right decision. And I know that is just a very loaded thing to say as a Vikings fan when you have expectations because uh, it can be an issue. What's up, Harry? What do you got? You got one more? You got oh, I just fingers crossed. Fingers oh, crossed. Fingers crossed. Yes, that absolutely. they're making the right decision. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, we'll, we'll have some mock drafts. We're going to be doing uh doing doing this week on Score we've North and we've been crossing our fingers for sixty years now. So that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, just, you guys have been fun. at it longer than I have. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I'm 28, so I I've, I rem- I don't remember 98. I was too young to remember 98, yeah. but I remember 41 Donut. I remember 09. I obviously remember 2017. I remember Blair Walsh, you know, do we, do we want to, do we want to have this therapy? I mean, we can, sometimes it's therapeutic, but we don't have to remind ourselves either of all the, uh, the bad times that we have seen as Vikings fans, tortured, tortured Vikings fans. Uh, guys, thanks for coming on Vikings Bentline. I, I do give out, yeah, the winner of this, uh, replica title belt that Phil Mackey bestowed on me before he moved across country. Uh, I'm going to hand it out to my guy, Harry, Harry, you won our Vikings takes for the evening. I'm going to give you on this, put you on the big screen here. I'll give you 60 seconds for one last take. It can be anything on the Vikings or a shout out, whatever you want to do, man, the floor is yours. Well, thank you. I'll give a quick shout out to a couple buddies who listen, Colin, Caden, Lindsay, and my family who's big Vikes fans, but I'll actually end with a question here, Declan, that I'd love to hear your opinion on or okay. take it on an episode of purple daily and get everyone's opinion on is how many games or playoff games you guys think Zim and Rick need to win this year to keep their jobs in 2022? How far do we need to go into the playoffs? How many regular season games do we need to win? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. In my opinion, I think you've got to win at least one. And then even then it's still little, but I'd love to hear you guys talk about it. I like it, man. Yeah, I think that's definitely we're we're going to be kind of game plan. We'll take a behind the scenes here a little bit. Yeah, we'll be game planning a little bit this week on, yeah, on what we'll yeah. be talking about because obviously <laughs> this time last year sports were still wiped out. We were doing alternate realities and fun like different weird conversations. So we're, we're going to be we're going to be yeah. game planning uh, this week, kind of post draft yeah. strategy and episodes of Purple Daily as we you know the NFL never sleeps. It is always twenty four seven. But I think we all can recognize whether you're in this business or not, or whether you're a football fan, post draft and like what mid July. It's kind of like that awkward time where yeah, you yeah. can only break down so much of the draft recaps. Yeah. You only get so much excited for OTAs. And who knows those are even happening. Some teams aren't even going to be doing those this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun stuff planned up. I'm excited to uh, to tell everyone about it here in the next coming days, Mackie and Judd. Uh, guys, again, thank you so much for joining us. If you're discovering us in the YouTube comments and you want to get on a future show of Vikings Vent Lines, I do have some openings coming up. Shoot me an email, Vikings Vent Line at gmail.com i'll put you in the queue i'll get you not buried in my email list i hit star every time so i don't lose it like i used to do a few weeks ago it is starred it'll bookmark you send me an email vikingsventline at gmail.com i'll get you on a show yeah we'll still be planning to do these uh in the off season as well on sunday evenings 
If you haven't hit the subscribe button too on YouTube, check out our second YouTube page at Score North MN for all other uh, Minnesota sports uh, conversations on the Wild, Twins, Wolves, Vikings, and even action and sports and romantic comedy movie rewinds. Yes, we even do that. That has been an absolute blast. What do we got? We have Major League uh, this Friday we're going to be doing, so that'll be a fun one. We did Draft Day last week. You guys ever seen the movie Draft Day? Yeah, yeah. It was my Great first, movie. It Great was movie. First, it was the first time I saw it uh, this week, and I've always really? heard people that, like, it's one of the worst sports movies ever. I don't think it was, no like, way. great, but I don't think it was awful. Like, yeah. I would watch it again. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the cast was awesome. Like, I'm a big Jennifer Garner guy, so that was – and, like, her just talking sports and Kath, I was like, well, this is not safe for words. Like, I, I don't even know if I can finish this film right now. Like, this is my dream coming true on screen right now. Good for Kevin Costner. All right, that is a great way to end Vikings event line. That's where I'll leave it. Again, thank you for uh, Jason and Harry and Cole for hanging out with us, and this has been Vikings event line.